Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back. Excuse me. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. So, Tomas Philipson was talking about innovation and technological breakthroughs to solve the issues of uh, climate change and climate warming. And sure enough, this week we had, this past week, we had announcement from the very famous Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory out in California that um, made some headway in something called fusion. Fusion, uh, well, I'm going to let Mark Mills from the Manhattan <laughs> Institute, he's going to describe this. I don't I don't know. I, I don't understand anything about this stuff. Uh, this is like, yeah. it's, um, what are we doing? F- uh, nuclear reaction, when we split the atom, it's yeah. called what? It's fission. 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 Yeah. Big, big, and you split big atoms. Uranium is heavy like lead. Right. It's big and you can split it relatively easily. Right. And it releases that famous... A conversion of matter to energy, the E equals MC squared, we, we've all heard so much about, if, even if we don't understand it. Right. It just means it's a, a crazy big number, millions of times more energy per, per, per pound of material than combustion or wind or solar, just incredibly more energetic. It's great stuff. And right. then. So I knew that. Fusion, Wait, I knew fusion. that. I knew that. Yeah, knew that. <laughs> I knew that. So, e equals now, MC fusion. squared. Yeah. Now, yeah, fusion yeah, is fusion. what? So. That's what stars do. Uh, the center of the star, it's kind of a big thing, the star, they're huge, it's not the sun. Under incredible pressure and high temperature, you can you push the hydrogen atoms together, makes them bind. That also results in an incredible release of energy. It's the mm. inverse, you're making a bigger atom out of a small, small one, mm. but it also is an, it's an atomic phenomenon. Incredible. We've been trying to uh, replicate fusion ever since... Uh, we understood what fusion was, how we knew how stars worked. It's really remarkable. You know, th- this uh, announcement deserves a lot of credit for being an incredible breakthrough in science. They got to ignition. You know, when you turn your car on, you get ignition. Um, but to, to use a simplistic analogy, if you got a car engine to have ignition, but you didn't have the rest of the engine, I mean, if you just get combustion ignition, but no engine, no wheels, no steering wheel, no car. You don't have a vehicle. I mean, we're, this is this is a, a big big step in science. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't tell you anything particularly useful about how soon we'll have practical fusion. Although, with maybe one caveat, the joke in the in the physics community has for 50 years been fusion is always 50 years away. Mm, right. But with this discovery. It might actually be only 50 years away, finally. We actually have a, we, may, we huh. may now finally have the roadmap. It might be close, which well, is 50 years. Well, when you were talking about having an ignition in the car, you turn the ignition on and nothing happens. Well, that's what the Bidens are doing, right? Because they, <laughs> they, they won't let you have gasoline in that's the car. Right. So you turn on the ignition and nothing happens. Now, 
the point here is that, that was a joke. Just kidding. I having know, some I fun because I, I know you will. But fusion is a renewable, okay, right? Fusion is not fossil. It's a fabulous yeah. innovation. But you're saying it, I mean, uh, the press reports were like decades away. Uh, you're saying it could be, you know, 50 years away. Or is that, yeah. you know, I don't want to be optimism or pessimism. I don't understand anything about this. I'm just asking you, how soon can this be done practically and commercially? Well, it's probably more than decades away. Only You just need to know two things that are sort of uh, useful fact points. And there's been some of the press coverage. It's usually buried. The uh, amount of energy taken from the grid to produce the fusion energy is the key thing. You, wanna, you want more energy coming out than you put in. That's called energy production, not <laughs> energy consumption. Mm-hmm. And it's about 200 to 300 times more energy taken from the grid to produce a unit of energy from fusion at that breakthrough. So we're, we're not close in that sense. To have a useful energy-producing machine, the stuff you put in, the energy and materials, you have to get 100 times more out. Not a hundred times less. Oh, right. That, that's where right. we are. We, ignition was a physics breakthrough, not a practical breakthrough. The other thing is the fuel pellets. I mean, you know, gasoline is a fuel. Uh, the solar photovoltaic cell is sort of, in a sense, a fuel. You know, costs money to make. The fuel pellet to do the fusion reaction, each pellet costs about a million dollars to be handcrafted. Hmm. And they can sort of light one up sort of once a day. You're going to have to light 10 a second up to make a power plant and figure out how to make millions of those pellets for, you know, dollars, not millions of dollars. And that I think we'll, we'll conquer that problem, but it, it might take, you know, 30 to 50 years. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. But you have to get it into some kind of energy grid. Well, that's right? more detail. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, just, you're, you're saying here in this New York Post article, I think it was New York Post, each unit of laser energy put into the fuel pellet, gobbled 200 units of grid energy. Yeah. A lot of work needs to be done. So you got to somehow get it into the grid, which then would promote the electricity uh, you know, to power whatever, the economy. Well, you could, you know, you make heat. Basically, the fusion reactor would make heat, just like we burn fuel to make heat or split atoms to make heat, and you make electricity from the heat by, you know, boiling water, spinning turbines. So that, that part isn't the hard part. The hard part is you have to, you have to produce more, more energy than you consume. And we aren't there with fusion. We're not even close to mm. there with fusion. It's, you know, there's, and of course, electricity, the important thing here, and this is some kind of magical breakthrough, it's important again in science, but about a quarter of the world's energy is used in electrical form. So three quarters of the rest is not electricity. So if we if we had a magic way to make electricity, that'd be that's meaningful. I mean, but it doesn't change everything. Mm. In fact, the way to change everything, if you want more carbon-free electricity, is to promote today now uh, many more the conventional nuclear power plants that we already know how to build. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not very popular with most places. It's starting to become more popular slowly, but it's. Uh, you know, forty. We've had forty years of hysterical anti-nuclear opposition. Uh, so the things that we know how to use, we oppose. The things we don't know how to build, we support. It's kind of yeah. kind of infantile. Well, the base energy load. I mean, I've heard this from a lot of people. Rick Perry has said this. Dan Briette has said this. You know, people worked in the energy department. Steve Coonan. 
I mean, the the base energy, Mark Mills, is got to be natural gas and nuclear, right? I'm, sure. Isn't that, that yeah. those are the for, for electricity? Cl- yeah. For transportation, oil. Clean burning. Oil. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. So transportation, uh, that's still going to be stuck on oil, right? Where else have we long, got? Long time. Well, the Bidens are doing a great job. They want to stop all that. <laughs> no. no get- wanna, well, yeah, sure. Well, Newsom, as, you, as we've talked about before, Governor Newsom has, it has joined a, a bunch of other states and countries banning the purchase and sale of internal combustion engines mm-hmm. uh, a mere decade from now mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on, the, on the belief that electric cars can uh, eliminate uh, oil use and they're practical. I mean, you know, electric cars are nice, but the reality is where we're sitting today is uh, about 1% of the world's uh, transportation is done with mm-hmm. electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. So 99% of the world still using engines that burn fuel. Even the most optimistic forecasts We'll have something like 60 to 70 percent of the world's transportation burning oil. And then you've got the whole problem of the oil that gets burned to make the batteries to make the electric vehicles. Right. Which is a big number, a huge number. Well, that's the thing. I mean, so Newsom wants to end the uh, combustion engine and gasoline powered cars. But even if you own an electric vehicle right now, He's telling you you can't recharge it because he doesn't have enough electricity because he won't let anybody, um, you know, mine for natural gas. Yeah, that's true. Really? I mean, isn't that his dilemma? I mean, I know Gavin Gavin Newsom, but these are very extreme. I mean, these are extremely extreme ideas of his. Well, well, they are, and and we we do know that he's not stupid. You, I right. met him once. He's, I know, he's, a, he's a smart I know. guy. He's a smart guy. I totally yeah, agree with you. And I was, and when I met him, I I found him. This when he was governor, the governor was rather mayor of mayor. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, he was charming, charming, smart, right. engaging. I mean, he he'll be a formidable candidate without any question. Couldn't agree but, more, well, Mark. By the way, personally, on a personal level, he will. But he, I couldn't gonna, agree with you more. He's a good guy. He, I think he is. He just I, has I, crazy I, ideas now. Well. You know, maybe he'll be like Bill Clinton and change and move to center. Who knows? But here's what we do know is that he was clearly told behind closed doors that the policies he's pushing will lead to blackouts in California. That's the only explanation Hmm. for him signing legislation to keep their nuclear plants alive and actually sign legislation to pay to keep it alive and running because the, the push to more solar and wind on California's grids, even as they add more electricity consuming cars, and they're leading, quote unquote, the country in that. They're they were heading off a cliff, and he was told that. And so he, to his credit, he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. And he also authorized last year, quietly, the construction emergency emergency construction of, to your point, natural gas fired combustion turbines to in order to keep the grid lit. So right, good for him. Well, good for him. Right. Maybe reality will hold. Maybe. All right. So fusion and fission, we got a ways to go yet for this fusion stuff. Mark Mills, as always, I actually understood this, at least for the moment. I may forget it later this afternoon, but I got it. Mark Mills, nobody better. Folks, I'm Cudlow. We are going to take a break. And on the other side of the break, as we always do, we're going to do some stock market work. It was kind of an ugly week for stocks. but We got a couple of sharpshooting experts that are going to help pilot us. I'm Cudlow. Please stick around. Larry Kudlow.